All right, my pretty friends. My name is Haley. I'm a registered dietitian and nutrition coach here with my two assistant nutritionists, Zoe and Lizzie, to help you along your health and fitness journey by providing evidence and experience-based knowledge and full transparency. On today's episode of the Girls Fuel podcast, we are here to talk about GI issues that arise around the holiday season and how to keep your gut happy while you enjoy your festivities. So to kind of kick that off, I wanted to dive into some common GI issues that we see pop up around this time of year. While food choice may be a little bit more atypical, we may be starting to get that New Year's itch to start changing our diet and things are just a little bit more chaotic in general. So generally, the things that I see most are going to be, you know, bloating, especially around those atypical meals, maybe even gas, abdominal pain, and then fluctuations in bowel movements like diarrhea and constipation that may, again, be associated with stress. They may be associated with travel. They may be associated with being out of your routine. Um, And we're going to kind of kick things off by talking about how to manage your nutrition, your mindset, and just your overall lifestyle, you know, on the day of your holiday events. So that way we can go in primed for a happy gut day. So Lizzie, if you wouldn't mind, would you talk to us about, you know, what you like to focus on on the day of the holiday event? Yeah, totally. So I think it's really easy to just focus on the meal itself, like how we're going to go about eating this big meal. Um, But really, there's a lot we can focus on before. So like, you know, the morning of Christmas. Um, Yeah, you're thinking about Christmas dinner, but like, what are we doing during the day here that will set us up for a happy, healthy gut? So first off, we want to eat regular meals throughout the day um, with fiber. So like colorful fruits and veggies and whole grains and all that good stuff, Um, as well as protein, because that will help keep us full. Um, so that very important. Cause I've definitely had holidays where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to not eat until dinner yeah. or I'm going to overeat on like cauliflower or baby carrots. And then you feel horrible. Um, so eat regular meals throughout the day that have fiber and protein. Um, also if you feel good, do a workout in the morning, you'll probably feel great. Um, if you've been having more holiday meals previously, um, cause I always feel good after eating bigger meals. Um, so yeah, if you have time and it feels good, move your body, get a workout in, uh, as well as hydrate. Um, it's really easy during the holidays to just drink festive drinks, or if it's like really cold, like it is in Colorado right now, uh, drinking water is kind of hard sometimes, but, uh, stay hydrated throughout the day. Cause that will help digestion, help things move through and kind of prevent some of those, uh, less than desirable GI issues. Awesome points there. And I think kind of a lot of that sums up to be do what you would normally do, right? Yes, it's a holiday. For some, it's exciting. For some, it's stressful. For some, it's a mix of both. But that doesn't mean that everything that you know about fueling your body needs to go out the window just because you may eat a little bit more later in the day um, because our bodies are actually made to do that. You're a lot more resilient than you think you are. So that's where by priming your body, like Lizzie mentioned, by eating somewhat regular meals. And if you want to train, train. If you don't, don't. This will allow you to, you know, minimize those cravings going in and feel more like a normal human being than a hangry monster who's ready to attack whatever food they they see in front of their face. Um, And Zoe, I know we talked about this before we hopped on. I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about just 
approaching these holiday meals and priming your mindset for, you know, it's okay if you're going to indulge and how you view that. Yeah, I think it's really important to, you know, set the right expectation going into your holiday festivities, knowing that it's a time when a lot of people are going to have more food, more calories than normal. And like you said, knowing that our bodies are, first of all, very resilient, uh, nothing you know, terrible is going to happen. They're not going to break if they have a few days um, of higher calories that are really going into the body. And managing those expectations around again what you want to get out of this time of year. So if you are a bodybuilding competitor in prep, right, it's going to be very different. But most of you listening to this podcast, you're going to be someone who maybe you do have, say, some weight loss goals overall, or there are some specific things that you're working on um, when it comes to your nutrition. So looking at the expectation of, am I going into this holiday season expecting to make an exponential amount of physical progress. And, you know, if I am making sure that I'm set up to do that, but again, that's usually an extreme circumstance. And most of our expectation is going to be enjoying time with our family, right. And, or our friends or our loved ones around this time. And what we want to do is go into that with that intention of, all right, I want to be present. And so, yes, I know that there's going to be foods that are easier to overindulge, right? So that's kind of part of, of overeating is usually there's some very hyper palatable foods. Many of us are exposed to foods that we generally restrict for most of the year. So it makes sense. We're exposed to them. We are in a social environment. There's social pressures, right? And so all of these things are going to impact how we behave around food. So letting go of the expectation that you will not overeat is actually one of the most helpful ways to help yourself not get too uncomfortably full. Because what happens when we focus on, oh, you know, I, I need to eat this all at once or else I'm never going to get it again, you know, I let me just go all or nothing, is then we do go overboard and we do have, you know, really poor digestion, maybe diarrhea for a couple mm. days after. I feel like maybe we've all been there. So have the expectation that you're going to feed yourself throughout the day so that you can be present and knowing that you are probably going to have more food than you normally do and just rest assured that your physiology can actually handle those swings. And like Lizzie said, maybe you'll have an amazing, you know, walk with your family or, you know, something active that you can do the following day. So looking at overeating itself as something that is a normal human experience, because it is, is a great way to actually manage the day of. Definitely. And that's, that's super helpful when it comes to obviously going going full circle to our topic, managing, you know, your gut health on that day, because Lizzie and Zoe both brought up great points of things that breed restriction on that holiday, like overdoing the vegetables to prevent hunger later, or, you know, having that mindset that screw it, you know, I only eat this once a year, I'm going to eat the whole pie. Well, both of those things hurt us mentally. They also hurt our stomachs. And by using your nutrition and fitness journey as more than just a weight loss journey, you're going to be able to have so much personal growth to where, hey, let's spend a year really understanding what our body needs, learning how to fuel our body, learning how to make room for life while we go through this process is going to allow you to handle the holidays a lot better and also come out with a lot fewer GI issues. Um, and especially with a lot of the consults and new clients that I've been taking on recently, one of 
the biggest issues that they face is usually a GI issue. And this time of year can be really hard. You may enter the meal being very scared that you're going to eat something that's going to send you to the bathroom in somebody else's house, which is never fun. I won't lie. That happened to me on Thanksgiving because I have candida and I ate a little bit too much sugar and starch. Um, but it was at my mom's house, so I didn't really care if I had diarrhea. It was fine. Overshare for today's podcast because there's always one. There's always one. <laughs> but the emotional reaction is real, though. Like it's it happens. So- Real, it happens. And, you know, sometimes we revert back a little bit, especially emotionally. Um, You know, just talking to a client this morning, being around family and around food, like I know we've talked about on here before, can be really difficult. And so knowing that you are most likely not going to have the same hunger signals, because as we know, stress and hunger, hunger signals are pretty closely related in that being very stressed will shut down a lot yeah. of our our fullness and say you know those those cues. So we're probably not going to be in touch with ourselves because there is so much else going on. And recognizing that you are probably not going to feel like you do when you're having a quiet meal at home. And again, going back to like managing those expectations of knowing that all right, I'm going to feel different because I'm at a very busy dinner table or holiday you know table, and this isn't my normal calm environment and recognizing that we will have that little bit more of a response, but maybe knowing, okay, so I know that when I'm really stressed out, maybe dairy does bother my stomach Mm -hmm. and it doesn't normally. So maybe I'm going to consciously consume that because I know that it's going to run right through me. You know, thinking about those things can be really helpful. That's a good point. I honestly didn't even write that down on the notes as far as like tips for managing holiday digestion. But whether you have GI issues normally or not, tip number one is always going to be manage stress. You know, absolutely. we see this all the time with our clients and even with ourselves. I'm sure we've all experienced it where I think for some people, stress drives constipation because, you know, we're more locked up, we're higher cortisol. And for some stress does drive diarrhea. I've had clients check in and be like, hey, I had a bout of diarrhea this week, but it was a really stressful day, right? So your thought patterns, the way that you treat yourself, the way that you hold yourself, all these things, these these mental stressors, they do impact your digestion. So part of it is really going into that meal, that day, that trip with the right plan in place, with the right mindset. And we actually talked about this quite a bit before we hopped on our call, because I think a lot of you that are listening to this, you probably track your macros or you have a meal plan or something like that, where you are trying to be quote unquote, adherent to something. And I think whether you're with a coach or not, something very important when it comes to the stress management around this time of year is to talk about it before you go into the event. And I do this with clients all the time, whether they're going out to eat, we'll text about the menu, we'll text about how are we going to, you know, set ourselves up for success? Are we tracking? Are we not? What are our non-negotiables that we're going to focus on? So I would recommend if you don't have someone like a coach or a friend who's also involved in this, this world that you can talk it out with, write things down for yourself, journal it out, brain dump it out and say, Hey, like, this is what the meal is usually like when I go to this person's house. This is how I used to feel about that. How can I adjust the way that I respond? Um, And we're not going to dive too deep into the mindset side, because we did that on our other episode is called holiday stress. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, definitely give that a listen. But when it comes to, you know, keeping your digestion healthy around the holidays, when, you know, we're not dealing with a chronic issue like a SIBO or a candida, we're going to get to that later. But like Zoe brought up, the first thing is stress. The first thing is how you set your expectations and how you set your intentions for that meal. 
outside of that, you know, there are a lot of simple tips that I could give you to help you not leave the table to shit yourself. Excuse my language. (laughs) One of them, and these are things that, you know, we should all do on a daily basis, but life is fast moving. Life is crazy. And we forget. I forget. So one of them is going to be, you know, just really chew your food, especially when you sit down, you know, you start scooping things on your plate. Make sure that you're you're starting to fill your plate with things that matter the most to you, right? There's going to be a lot of different foods there. People are making different dishes. Really set yourself up to enjoy the foods that you care about, that you look forward to. And from there, you know, take your time eating those foods. And I think a lot of people, especially like it's like a generational thing, like my parents and my grandparents, they all eat so fast. Because I think as children, they were taught, and I was taught this too, you have to clean your plate, you know, and eating faster does help you eat more because your hunger and satiety, they really don't register for what, like 20 minutes, people say. So that's where by slowing down, not only are you going to be more present with the people around you and not, you know, face down in your plate, you're actually going to be able to chew your food properly. So it actually digests properly. Don't put too much burden on your digestion there. Chew that food into a nice paste. I know it sounds gross. And put your fork down between meals. This is something it sounds so silly and it can go so so far to where maybe you take a bite of sweet potato and then you chew it really well. And then you take a bite of turkey and then you take a bite of stuffing and you're really chewing it and you're really enjoying those flavors. So that way you start to achieve that mental satisfaction before that physical fullness. And that helps your digestion and your mind. I think most of these tips are going to help both of those two things. So chewing your food is going to be one. Managing your hydration is going to be the other. Lizzie mentioned to hydrate earlier. Um, It's very important that you hydrate, you know, earlier in the day because being dehydrated can make us feel hungry. That is a very, very simple thing to try. If you're like, I just ate like why an hour ago, why am I so hungry? Try to have some water. Sometimes, you know, you can feel the water trickle down your stomach. That's like, Hey, I haven't drank anything in a while. I need I need some fluid, right? Our bodies are like sponges. We need some we need to stay kind of full. But during your meal, do not chug your water. That can result in diarrhea because if we kind of picture our stomach like a big mixing bowl, the bowl is only so big. Fluid takes up a lot of space. Same with alcohol, right? So, you're putting food in there, you're taking bites, I wish they could see me on the podcast because I always talk with my hands. Um, You're taking bites. Things are going into the mixing bowl in the form of mush because you're chewing your food. But then you you take like 16 ounces of water down and all of a sudden the bowl is overflowing. What happens? Your intestines are like, holy shit, I have to move this. (laughs) Diarrhea. (laughs) It's not always that. It's not always, it doesn't always happen that fast, but it will happen. Um, I see that a lot with people at breakfast. If you chug too much water around or before your breakfast, motility is already a little faster at that time and we have that ex- explosion going on. So hydrate before to make sure you're not too hungry going in and take small sips to obviously help you wash it down and to have some like palate cleansing during it. But don't chug. No chugging during that meal. Nice nice sips during it. So that can help you avoid that, that diarrhea um, and also the just malabsorption of food, because if you're not properly absorbing your food, you're not getting the vitamins and minerals, and you're probably not getting satisfied. Um, And then the last kind of simple tip I'll give you is going to be, you know, food selection, right? It comes down to, yes, obviously, eating what you enjoy, but also staying true to what you know about nutrition, right? 
oftentimes if we're only consuming those really high starchy carb sugary foods on Thanksgiving which or Christmas which are always my favorite like the sweet potato casserole and um the desserts and stuff like that that sugar alone is probably not going to be optimal for digestion that's where we want to mix in a variety of dietary fats we want to mix in those proteins and those veggies to slow down that digestion, keep blood sugar in check, and also help you manage cravings. So that's where, you know, balancing your plate while enjoying some extra fun foods is going to be a great way to keep you satisfied and also um, not irritate your stomach further. And part of it is also going to be meal timing, right? I find a lot of people deal with constipation when they travel. And I think a lot of it is just because we're out of our normal routine. Because our digestive tract is very similar to like our circadian rhythm, right? You may notice you start to wake up and fall asleep around the same time each day. If you're someone that eats meals around the same time each day, your body's going to notice. And it's going to say, oh, so we usually eat a meal around noon and she hasn't and I'm really freaking hungry now. But eventually, you know, that hunger passes at a certain point. But that doesn't mean that you don't need to eat, right? Because... I think one other issue that we see with digestion around this time of year is food hoarding, right? Maybe like Lizzie mentioned, we're skipping a meal to save room for a bigger dinner. One, your hunger signals are going to be off. So while an overindulging is fine every once in a while, the body can handle it. You may not feel too good after doing it GI wise, just because our digestion can only keep up with so much food at one time. So that's where making sure that you're still honoring your meal timing to some degree, obviously like if your family is like mine and eats at like two, three in the afternoon, you're probably not going to have a huge dinner. You know, you may just have a little snack before bed. But by making sure that you're not skipping meals to the point of overstuffing yourself at one time from a GI perspective, that's also going to help you avoid the constipation the next day. Um, along with, you know, managing it with supplements and foods and those practices, which I'll get into in a minute. But do either of you guys have any other just like general new? digestion tips for the days around the holidays? Um, I know we talked about stress and how that can affect digestion and knowing how it affects you, but I think also knowing how stress affects your hunger cues Mm -hmm. because some people when they're stressed, they'll want to like eat and eat and eat and they'll like stress eat. Whereas some people like me, for example, if I'm stressed, like the last thing I think about is food and I can go like a stupid amount of time before being like, oh yeah, I'm stressed. I also haven't eaten in 12 hours. Um, Mm -hmm. So knowing that, um, because like for me, if I'm stressed, like last week, for example, I got in a car accident and Mm -hmm. that was fairly stressful. Um, And I'd done like a huge ski day before and I'd gotten home and I was like, oh, I don't need dinner. I'm stressed. And luckily my friend was like, no, no, we need to eat. Um, So knowing that and holding yourself accountable to even if you're stressed, um, you know, taking care of yourself and fueling your body. And if you overeat when you're stressed, maybe um, focusing on like your mindset there. And I'm sure Zoe has more tips on that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Fueling yourself as a non-negotiable is definitely a really great, uh, place to start, especially if you are stressed. I'm really in the same boat as you, Lizzie, where, you know, the stress hits and then that hunger is immediately shut down. But then as you know, we start to get other signals of hunger that just don't register as hunger, like feeling brain fog, maybe even, you know, just feeling a little bit outside of our body and just really just not able to function really well. So, 
Um, having some, you know, gentle parameters um, for ourselves is, is really important during this time. So knowing, right, that things are going to be out of routine, looking at things and saying, okay, what are my non-negotiables? So how can I, first of all, make sure that I'm eating throughout the day and being consistent? So maybe that means that you are someone that when you're stressed, you lose your hunger, but you know that maybe there are a few staple meals that you know that are always your, you know, go-to when you are really stressed. So maybe you're going to take care of yourself and say, all right, I normally maybe don't have smoothies as much, or maybe I don't have like a bagel breakfast sandwich as much, but you know what? I know that this is the food that I can have right now. And so knowing that that is, you know, going to help you cover that really important base and it doesn't have to be optimal. It can just be what's working well for you right now to get Mm -hmm. you through that moment. Um, and then again, just recognizing that things being out of the norm, um, it's temporary. It's a season, it's literally holiday season, right? And we do have those routines that we can go back to. And kind of the last little helpful tip, I guess, is if you do struggle to be mindful when you're eating, like Haley was talking about, you know, putting your fork down between bites and really chewing, and you're just finding yourself really caught up in the moment, start bringing yourself a um, to the awareness of what is around you. So mm-hmm. what textures are are going on with the food on your plate? What colors do you see? What are you smelling? What, you know, what, what's going on around you? What can you hear? And something that sounds really basic can actually help you tap into your hunger and where you're at. Yeah. So maybe you found that, you know, you were really distracted by conversation and you weren't putting your fork down. You weren't really pausing. You just ate really quickly, but then you're like, oh man, what am I tasting right now? And all of a sudden that salt or that savoriness of that dish, you're like, oh man, my stomach is actually starting to hurt right now. But sometimes it takes, you know, focusing our brain somewhere outside of what we're doing intentionally to then tap back into our body. Definitely. That's a really great point. Um, and one other thing that I think would be helpful if we kind of round tabled that I thought of while you were talking, um, I think especially for people that have a coach and are used to, you know, having some sort of routine or are trying to build that, we have two camps that people can fall into when it comes to a situation like the holidays. Um, And I know that I've personally entered both of those camps and it's taken me a really long time to just kind of fall in in the midline of just being able to be what I consider a normal human on the holidays. Because if you're on this journey and you're starting to learn how to feel your body, you're tracking your macros and you're trying to be more aware, it's sometimes information overload, which can honestly sometimes do us more harm than good, right? And we were actually having this conversation before the call about like, when is when is tracking your macros too much? Like, can you let yourself take a break? Because I've had clients and I've been this person where I could not go Christmas dinner without tracking it. Like I had to track it afterwards and that was the stress in itself. So Part of it is like we talked about, like setting your day up for success. And for some of you, that may mean making sure you don't undereat. But for some of you, that may mean pulling back on your intake of something like protein. I think a common thing that I'm seeing in the industry right now, especially with a lot of my functional clients that do have gut and hormone issues is as females, we are consuming so much freaking protein. So much, so much. And granted, you know, when you're exercising, you're breaking down and you need protein to build it back up. But I think, you know, it's new research to see that you don't need as much protein as you thought, as we all thought. I used to also recommend very high protein intakes for clients. Like, for example, a 110-pound girl, I would give her 160 pounds of grams of protein, which is absolutely not necessary anymore. Um, Protein (laughs) is awesome for so many reasons, but it is very hard to digest. 
very hard. It contains so many amino acids. There's so much breakdown, so many enzymes and stomach acids that have to do with it. And especially if you are someone that's dealing with a lot of stress, your stomach acid probably isn't doing too hot. So part of it may be you need to pull back your protein, especially on that day, especially in this season of life. So one thing I've started doing with my girls, especially once we are at maintenance, is pulling down their protein so that they actually have room for fuel substrates. Because remember, carbs and fat are our main fuel sources for our brain, for our muscles, for our organs. Protein really does not provide us energy unless you are not consuming carbs and fat. Like if your protein is your energy, we got a big problem because you're breaking down your muscles. So, you know, with that, yes, you should consume protein at breakfast on the day of your Christmas meal. But you do not need to also have three protein shakes. I have done that. And that has caused me some stinky farts at the dinner table, some constipation the next day, and hella bloating. So protein is not going to save you from overeating the things that you want to eat. So that sounds very harsh, but I think when I realized that and I just said to myself, I'm going to be a human today that knows enough about nutrition to give my body just enough of what it needs but I'm going to be a human that loves Christmas cookies. So it's about riding that midline and understanding that at the end of the day, you don't have to hit your macros every day. You don't have to think about your macros every day. You don't have to see food as something that has a numerical value. And for some of us, getting past that is really, really freaking hard. And in my experience, it takes practice. It takes a lot of practice. Um, Like I remember, and you guys probably had this happen too, like, After my undergrad, when I first started really understanding what macros were and learning about nutrition, I would look at people's look at be able to look at my plate eating out and be like, oh, this is probably how much is on it. And I wished it could go away. I wish I didn't look at a plate and see calories. And, you know, I've been studying nutrition since 2012, 2013, and I don't look at food and see calories anymore. You know, and I kind of wish I knew what that turning point for me was. Honestly, I know what it was. I was ruining my own life. Now this is getting into a mindset podcast, but this this is just our shit. Now we're just shit and shit, but it was ruining my life. You know, I couldn't go out to eat because I was so stressed about it and I wasn't being conversational and I wasn't contributing to my friendships because I was just sitting there stressing about what I was putting in my body. And I wanted to drink because it was the fun thing to do. I wanted to be the fun friend, but I was so in my head. And the same thing happened at holidays and it resulted in me snapping on my parents or my grandparents and in just over overthinking everything. So that also drove GI issues now that I think about it. But, you know, a lot of going into these holidays and not screwing yourself over is just letting go. And I think Zoe can talk about that a little further too. Yeah, letting go is honestly what 99% of people need to do in order to have a better GI response during this time. Um, Truly. And it sounds so harsh on some level to just be like, calm the hell down. But seriously, (laughs) it's not that serious, you guys. It is. And again, this, and I'm a competitive bodybuilder and I'm saying Mm -hmm. it is not that serious when you look at the macro scale. If you zoom out and you're someone, you're like, man, like 90% of the time, I'm so on it. And you beat yourself up about those 10%, yeah. right? Or you can be like, you know what? This 10% is me living life and having things that are out of my control and allowing those to exist. And man, life just gets so much better. Like you don't worry about 
thing so much because I think maybe what you were describing, Haley, like kind of what I felt having that moment was realizing that we are not an equation. There are so many variables. Like we don't have this calculator attached to our body. Like, I don't care if you have an Apple watch or a Fitbit or a guard, it does not matter. Mm -hmm. There's not something telling you, okay, here's exactly what you need today. Or you are not going to reach your goals, right? Like it is, we're really not that specific. There is a lot of room for variables in there and we are resilient, right? And sometimes we do have symptoms. And I think recognizing that we are never going to get to a point where you are going to be a hundred percent symptom free. And what I mean by that is, and I think Haley can appreciate it. Like sometimes you're going to be bloated. Sometimes you're going to, you're going to be really inflamed and carry some extra water. Sometimes you're going to have a stomach ache. And I think in this, especially the wellness space, we're so used to just being like, oh, buy this and you can fix that. That's not normal. You can fix that. But I'm sorry, you're not going to buy greens powder. And this is just your little disclaimer (laughs) to save you between 30 and $75 of greens powder (laughs) is not going to do anything for you on this holiday. And I don't care if you drink it with every meal, if you wake up and have it, it is not the magic pill that you need. I I can promise yourself. (laughs) And, <laughs> right. Like if you really want to poop yourself, that is a great way to do it. Um, but that's all, that's, that's all it is. And I'm telling you, if you have some around this holiday season, maybe your sister-in-law is selling them for an MLM or something like, Oh, try it. It's amazing. And you shit yourself the next day and you blame the pie. I want you to do some serious self-reflection of what else you put in your body. That wasn't food. because like, again, we're so used to putting a bandaid on things and recognizing that yes, there are certain symptoms that are abnormal. And if they are uh, impacting your life, absolutely seek out answers and work to fix that problem, right? Like if you are chronically bloated, if you chronically are dealing with GI issues, if you really are dealing with horrendous periods, things like that, right? Things that are continually happening to you, absolutely get to the bottom of it. If you are getting really mad at yourself or beating yourself up for your body being a little bit more bloated during the mm-hmm. holidays and feeling like, oh my God, I need to go fix something because Susie on Instagram said that I have gut health issues, even though she doesn't have a degree in anything. And now I need to buy this. No, you no. don't. You don't. No. It really just comes down to, are, are you having a human response? Probably. Are humans always optimal? Absolutely not. It happens when you get a cold. It happens when you get a GI bug. And so, again, if it's not a chronic problem, really, it's not something to dive into. You don't need to band-aid it. It's called being a human. And maybe you can bond with your family over your indigestion, right? And then you can think about and reflect on, all right, maybe this time I'm going to go a little bit easier on the fiber. Maybe I'm not going to have that second serving of the brownie because yeah, maybe I do get some heartburn with that, right? But we're only able to have that honest conversation with ourselves when we recognize that some symptoms are just being a human and just indulging and mm-hmm. you're good. Have some water, go for a walk, implement what we talked about in here, but just know that having these symptoms, like you're not broken, it's totally normal, but there are ways that we can comfortably handle the aftermath. And again, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Like your body's doing its absolute best to take care of you. So, um, give it some credit also kind of a side note, but your, uh, sister's MLM, whatever bullshit reminds me. So one of my Facebook friends sells like magical ketone juice. Um, and the things that this juice is supposed to cure is hilarious. It's (laughs) like, it will help with all these things and improve your relationships and stop climate change. And it's, (laughs) so funny and I just want to comment be like what the fuck because this person obviously has no nutrition background but 
yeah, that shit's out there. So, uh, yeah, do not proceed forward with the magical ketone juice. No, no belly blaster. That's like something. <laughs> what did we come up with? Like belly blaster marketing, but like I what thought. The- like- God, I know, right? I thought we already had this conversation of like, we cannot spot reduce, but apparently we're still there that, yeah. So if there's like a supplement or if you're like going to Target and you're buying Christmas gifts and you're like, oh, let me just look at the supplement aisle and see if there's something that can really help with my issues. Again, go back to, is this just a normal human body? Sometimes they're gross and bloated and weird and you poop funny and it happens. (laughs) Or are you just looking for a Band-Aid for something that, you know, you feel a little bit out of control? So just kind of having those very honest conversations around the holidays is very helpful. And part of it is actually having the conversation, right? Because coming, coming, being somebody that now, like the majority of my client roster has, has issues. Like that is why they are with me, right? They do have the GI issues. They do have the hormone issues. But even then, we don't dissect every little thing that happens, right? Like I have one client right now, we are wrapping up her gut phase and she actually emailed me this week and told me that she had a Christmas party and it was her first Christmas party that she did not have to leave and poop like urgently after. And the reason was, and she has legitimate GI issues. She has food intolerances. There are things that she has to avoid, um, which isn't always easy. And if she doesn't, she pays the consequences, right? So She wanted to make this the holiday season where she didn't leave feeling sick, like actually, actually sick because she is actually allergic to things like gluten and dairy. So we talked about it beforehand and talked about, well, what are they going to have that you literally cannot wait to eat? And one of them was like a ham or something like that, which no issue there. Tam, great. Um, And there were a couple of other things. But then we talked about, okay, well, what can you bring for yourself and for other people to enjoy? So sometimes I do that too. Bring a healthy side dish that you know is not going to hurt you hurt your stomach, hurt whatever. And she had that. And we also talked about like um, a dessert that she could have that she could bring while everybody else was eating dessert. So sometimes it's like taking care of yourself without having to worry, without worrying about what other people are going to say or think. Because again, on our last podcast, we talked all about like the comments that you'll get because it's a holiday meal. Everybody's talking about food. What do people think about when they think about food? Bodies. And that's where conversations can definitely get uncomfortable. But At the end of the day, as long as you're showing up for what you know you need on that day, whether it's giving yourself the release to eat whatever you want, whether it's, you know, avoiding those conversations about detox tea and working it off the next day, just reminding yourself of where you're at in your journey is so important because whether your family focuses on their health or not, like everybody is in a different spot with their mindset, with their relationship with food and with their relationship with their body. So I think Zoe and Lucy both brought up some good and very funny points there to just say, you know, allow yourself to chill out, allow yourself to enjoy and just kind of stay true to what you know and what you know you need on that day. But kind of a quick tidbit about like if you are somebody that is legitimately dealing with a gut issue, if you are working through what we call a health phase with your coach, how do you stay on your protocol and still enjoy the holidays? And this is something that a lot of my clients are going through. I had to do it myself. I couldn't eat the majority of things that I'd normally want to eat because they would literally cause my recovery to go slower, right? And I think a lot of it still comes down to mindset because I could have gone and I actually talked about this with my therapist this morning because she knew knows about all my health stuff. And she's like, well, how are you feeling about like the candida thing? Like, is it interrupting your life? And I said, no, I just do what I have to do and I don't think about it, you know? And that's, that's part of it too. Because I think if you're somebody that, is dealing with all these symptoms and all these ailments, especially if you're somebody that 
which is where most of my clients are before we talk, is going doctor to doctor and doesn't know what the real issue is and doesn't have a game plan to actually start feeling better. Even if you do, you have hard days. I still have hard days where I'm like, why the hell am I even doing this? Let me just go get a magic pill, which doesn't exist. You need to remember that you're still human. And even if you are in a phase that's meant to cure your gut issues, you're still going to have weirdness. You're still going to have symptoms and you're going to have to do what's best for you and try not to overthink it. So that may mean bringing your own side to the holiday meal and just saying, hey, this is what I'm eating today. This may mean explaining to your family what's going on with you because they may be interested and they may be like, hey, I've dealt with that too. Because plot twist, gut issues are very genetic, very, very, very genetic. And I think, I mean, we're all, you know, mid 20s, early 30s, this generation and also just like people that are on Instagram and all that stuff right now are very well versed in it because a lot of people are talking about gut issues. A lot of people are talking about hormone issues where like my parents, like my stepdad has indigestion and he doesn't give a rat's butt what I think about it. He's just going to take his PPI and move on with his his Nexium and, you know, move on with his life and continue, continue that. So I think sometimes it's okay to share what you're going through. It's okay to share your symptoms, obviously, within reason at the dinner table. <laughs> but it's really about understanding, you know, what you need in that moment, both from a mental and a physiological standpoint and not overthinking it, not beating yourself up for what your body is doing afterwards because the body's going to do what it has to do. And at the end of the day, its goal is homeostasis. So if you overeat, it's going to get back to it. You don't have to restrict the next day. You might have a huge poop. You might have a little bit more energy. You might sweat a little bit, but your body's going to level out itself. So, you know, if you're traveling, enjoy your holiday meals. The other days that aren't an actual festivity, try to do your best to follow your normal meal timing, hydrate, move your body, get some extra sleep and try to just be as normal as you can and just let your body ride the wave, you know? It's not make a totally. like you said. And there are other factors too. And remember that, like I have celiac disease. So sometimes I'm going to go through a period where I'm a bit more immunocompromised mm-hmm. and I'm not feeling as well. And there was a period of time when I initially got diagnosed that I would focus on like, oh my God, it sucks. Like I can't sit at the table and have this food that everyone else is having and like beating myself up and being like, oh, if I make this singular food choice, I'm really going to make or break my health. And I think that that's where a lot of us can deal with some frustration too, is we're just like, you know, kind of like this shouldn't be happening or like, why is this happening? And spinning it, like Haley said, be prepared of like, you know, it does suck. Recognize the suck. Absolutely. Yeah. Does it suck that you have to avoid certain things that maybe your favorite? Absolutely. But if you're at a point where your symptoms, you know, kind of suck more, then make the best of the situation and help yourself by being like, okay, what can I bring to this where I am going to feel supported? And, you know, I'm not really worried about anybody else. I'm worrying about what I'm having and knowing that you've had that portion of like, okay, I feel that I controlled it. I could control. And also, knowing that if you do have underlying, especially gut problems, that there are other things that are going to impact it. And you might not necessarily have control over those things. Maybe your sleep is off. Maybe you're like you said, your bathroom routine is off, right? All of these things. But if you are controlling what you can, sometimes you do just have to let go of those other symptoms and say, all right, yep, here we're back to the human thing. But I know that I have my coach and I have my plan that I'm going back to. And I know that that is supporting me. Definitely. Yeah. And I think the reassurance is everything because being in a health phase is definitely very scary. And I think if I didn't coach people through it myself, I would probably be a little bit more worried while I go through this. Um, 
because a lot of it is unknown and a lot of it is uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. So that's where, you know, all you can do is your best. There are going to be times where you go out to eat and you may have something that triggered you. It's all right. Your body's going to do what it needs to do to get rid of it. You're going to be able to move on from that by just reverting back to what you know you need to do. There's does You don't need to do anything extreme. Um, it all just, you don't need to take a laxative. Do not take a laxative. <laughs> um, that's only going to make matters worse. You don't need to drink a detox tea. You just need to give your body a couple of days, especially on the constipation side. It is very uncomfortable to be constipated. I completely understand that. So that's where if you are traveling for the holidays and you're going to be gone for a week, Definitely, you know, prepare yourself. Um, I'll often have clients bring or get when they get there bags of ginger tea. Ginger tea is very natural, natural laxative. Buy higher fiber, easy to digest foods. Kiwi, berries, really chew those foods. Those prunes, prune juice, these are natural, natural laxatives. Magnesium is another one. If you can bring, I like magnesium calm powder to bring when I travel in case I do get constipated. And then we also have to think about our menstrual cycle, which can also cause those digestive issues. So I think the biggest thing is just to, you know, be as prepared as you can be, but just allow your body to be how it is. You know, you're going to be able to overcome whatever it is that you do go through um, and try to go into it with as little stress as you can and just kind of whatever happens, happens. And I think that's that's something that really helped me enjoy the holidays because my mom is very like, I don't know if she listens to this or not, but she's very just like tape like all over. And she kept saying to me while we were eating, oh, I feel so bad. Like you can't have this. Can you have that? And I'm like, oh no, like it's fine. I genuinely did not care. Like it didn't bother me at all because I was having a great time enjoying my family and talking to people and The food's not everything, too. I know we've talked about food the majority of this episode, but try to remember that that that's not the main reason why you're there in most cases. Granted, there have been years where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm only going for this pudding pie, whatever it is. But in most cases, that's not the only reason why we enjoy the holidays. Yeah. And a lot of us have almost surpassed, um, you know, where our parents are when it comes Mm -hmm. to approaching food, right? And, you know, a lot of our our family, just like a different generation, I know that almost every client I talk to deals with this on some level. And so recognizing that it's totally okay if how you are viewing this, um, especially after listening to this, if you're viewing things differently than your family, or if they're saying things, right, which again, we're going back to that other podcast Mm -hmm. topic, but just important to reiterate that, Um, you know, you may have grown past where other people have that you're going to be exposed to around the holiday. And so not letting that steer you away from the path that you're on, especially if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, wow, like all that makes so much sense. Well, it's okay. If it doesn't make sense to the other people in your life, it still means that it's true for you and that, and that's cool. And again, recognizing that too, just like and which is a hard realization. Um, I know for me, like I have outgrown where my mom is in regards to like a diet culture mentality. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that she's going to say stuff that I'm just like internally going to be like, why would that ever come out of your mouth? (laughs) But I also know, like I've kind of studied myself to be like, okay, this is what's going to happen. I'm just not going to let it impact how I approach food. And then we're going to stop the cycle. Definitely. Yeah. I love the, oh, you're a dietitian. You must eat like perfectly healthy all the time. Or like, oh, you're a dietitian. Why are you eating dessert? It's like, fuck, because I want dessert. It's like the number one question, right? I went to Thanksgiving at a friend's house and it's almost like the dreaded question. Like I'm so Mm -hmm. passionate about what I do, but I don't know about you guys. I'm always like, 
oh, here's what I do. And then, man, it's like the comments always come. They're like, oh, but you brought that or, oh, you're going to eat that or you're going to do that. And my favorite thing is just to be like, yep. And this is why I do what I do. And (laughs) yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I know. Right. I feel like once you get to a certain point with your relationship with food and your understanding of just the body's natural way of balancing itself out, it's just a little bit less stressful in general and you can just, you know, brush it off and roll with the punches. Yeah. I mean, if you would have told me that 10 years ago, I would much like, I would really enjoy a conversation around a dinner table with, you know, dietitians and nutrition professionals compared to like other people. Um, you know, it's amazing. Like the difference in conversation, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, something like you, you know, us all talking right over a meal versus other people. And so that Dunning-Kruger effect is definitely real. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And I think it's a matter of like picking your battles too. Like I tend to not comment if people make comments about certain dietary things. Mm. Don't say anything. It's like, yeah, nice. (laughs) It's great. Just stonewall. Yeah. Like that's interesting. I love saying that. That's really interesting. Thanks for sharing that with me. Like that's it. That's all you got to say. You know? (laughs) Awesome. All right, guys. Well, hopefully this gives you guys some, you know, intro to digestion and understanding some little things that you can do and some little things that are just going to happen. Um, um, and if you do have any other questions about digestion, feel free to pop into our message boxes on Instagram. If you did like this podcast, please subscribe, please share it with your friends and share it on your Instagram story and tag us. We will leave our Instagram names in the bio. And from there, we will see you next week. Woohoo! Bye guys. Yeah.